Hey guys, and welcome to a new year of the Consummate Athlete Podcast on the Wide Angle Podium Network. I'm Molly Herford. I'm an author and writer about all things fitness-related and doer of pretty much everything fitness-related. And I'm Peter Glassford. I'm a kinesiologist. Uh, means basically that I work on movement, and predominantly that's with endurance athletes, often cyclists. Um, and we are part of the Wide Angle Podium Network here at the Consummate Athletes. So to start off your new year, right, why don't you check out the Wide Angle Podium? You can search that on iTunes um, and check out the other shows. There's all sorts of shows there. And if, you know, our one or two times a week isn't enough, you can get like-minded episodes. Um, there's shows like The Slow Ride just had Adam Myerson on who has a crazy history of coaching but also skateboarding and stuff. So they hopefully get into some skateboarding and some Consummate Athlete activities uh, and CX hairs is another favorite that a lot of folks like and they just had Kate Courtney on who's mountain biking superstar uh, from the states uh, but there's a couple other good episodes there on the CX hairs some past ones with uh, who do we have pretty much everyone yeah they've got pretty much everyone in cyclocross so if you're curious about cyclocross they had Ryan Trebon on was a good episode just talking about sort of the state of the industry and sort of the U.S. cycling series. Ellen Noble, who we spend a fair amount of our time yeah, with. Yeah, they had Ellen on twice, actually. I think she was concussed in one, so that's that's an interesting one. Uh, who else? Uh, the Bike Shop CX is one I always stumble on the name, but it's a great one. Uh, and they actually had two episodes on, one with Drew from Stans talking about tubeless. So if you're curious about going tubeless on any type of bicycle, uh, Stans are, are probably the people. And Drew's an awesome, awesome guy I got to meet over this, this past fall. Really great mechanic. And... They just did tubulars. So if you don't know the difference between tubulars and tubeless, Katie Compton's husband, Mark Legg, Mr. Katie Compton, is on talking about all things tubulars. So that's the Wide Angle Podium Network. There's a lot of shows, too many to name, uh, really good people. Um, and, yeah. and hopefully you'll check that out. Okay, moving on. We hope you guys all had an awesome holiday break. Uh, if you missed us last week, that's because we were in the middle of our consummate athlete Christmas. Uh, and our Consummate Athlete Christmas Challenge, where we tried to get everyone to move for 500 minutes. We realized that, you know, not everybody can do the Zwift Island or, you know, seasonal challenges of riding for however many kilometers. And, you know, we don't always want to be cooped up on our trainers inside to get in the kilometers to meet those challenges. So we decided to go with 500 minutes of moving in any way, shape, or form. And... Thank, huge thank you to everybody who actually participated in Hashtag. We had some awesome ones. It went well, yeah. I think we have to say that Julia Tool crushed it with her dog sledding. <laughs> dog yeah, she, sledding. She nailed the, the whole heart of the consummate athlete. She was dog sledding, skating, swimming. Skiing, yeah, swimming. Uh, she played all, hockey. All, all sports with S's. Um, snowshoed, she hiked, she rode. I don't know if it was snowshoes, but that would fit with the S. Yeah. Uh, and then she also got outside on her bike, which at the moment in eastern Canada is very difficult to do. Um, I think she probably rode the trainer, too. Um, yeah. So lots of really great ones from her. I think she was the definitive uh, leader for the Consummate Athlete Christmas. She even beat us. We did a fair bit, though. We skied, we snowshoed, we ran, we rode. We did a lot of strength training. I did some yoga. It was a pretty good week. Yeah, and so we'll give shout-outs here, too. There was uh, Anna Maria did really well. She was on vacation in a more oh, warmer climate, but she still mixed it up. There was some dune running. Some, mm-hmm. I don't know how she had a desert. There was, like, deserts, and there yep. was jungle, so it was awesome. I'm jealous. Yep, but, yep. Uh, yeah, she had a really great 
and put in the effort to sort of move every day, even though she was on vacation. Mm-hmm. Um, My friend Renee out of Madison did a fair bit on the bike, and as did Harrison in Ontario, both outside and inside. Yeah, Harrison was yeah all over the place. Yeah, and he but Harrison also got family involved. He has mm-hmm. a young daughter, and yeah, they were outside moving and stuff too. So that's good getting the whole family moving to stack that time. So yeah, anybody who did that, thank you so much for taking part. An awesome job. Hopefully the 500 minutes helped you feel a little bit better heading into the new year, a little less hungover, a little less bloated feeling from all the extra cakes and dinners and everything. Yeah, and I think we have most of their contact information of some type, so we'll try and reach out to you and we'll get you some shred girl swag or consummate athlete or smart athlete or maybe just a bunch of pile of stickers and stuff. But Lots of good stuff coming. Yeah, so that's that's great. And and so that idea of the challenge was, you know, we sort of had this week, we knew everyone was going to have Christmas, New Year's, it's hectic, you're traveling, there's family all around, there's, you know, the weather's often not great. So we had proposed this challenge as sort of a, you know, well, what can we do? You know, how, how much can we move? You know, it's 63 minutes doesn't seem like much per day. It was eight days times 63 minutes. Um, and so we proposed, you know, you can move it side to side on the days, but that was the goal for sort of that block of time. And so this idea of a challenge is something that we then took, um, you know, to some of the frequently asked questions we get here on the show and through my coaching and, and through even Molly's couple books. Um, this idea of, you know, I have a goal, but, you know, life gets in the way. And so often it's not the, the, the intervals, you know, the specific sort of suffer festivals that get in the way you know what you do for that it's, it's actually the, the rest of the day that gets yeah. in the way right the habits the lifestyle piece is something that a lot of the athletes you know the busy athletes that I work with struggle with yeah most of the time it's not 90 second versus two minutes intervals it's you know what are you eating for dinner when you've worked out in the morning yeah I mean are you getting to sleep yeah or are you drinking too much or eating too much or too little and you know there's all these confusing things but you know how do you keep on top of that in you know busy busy times yeah so you know we've been talking about that a whole bunch and we realized that you know we both know a ton of people and I mean even for us it's sometimes hard to kind of get those habits going and started in a way that is actually effective and you know makes us want to change and obviously 2018 starting is a good time a lot of people have new year's resolutions going and you know you're pretty stoked to get into this new year whatever you know that might mean for you so anyway that's all our kind of long way of saying we started this uh, smart athlete seven day kickstart plan to healthy living so it's a totally free email that comes every day for seven days actually eight days because you have one final day to sort of go over what you've covered in the seven uh, where we just talk about a bunch of the kind of cornerstone habits to living healthier it's not about you know that secret interval or this hard run or this long day or anything like that it's all about the day-to-day how you're living outside of your exercise. Right, right. And the reality is that, you know, a lot of people, you know, again, the the busy athletes that I work with, you know, they have that hour on the trainer or that, you know, out riding their bike or going for the group ride or whatever. You know, they have that and they do it. A lot of them are very, very dedicated and get that done. You know, they figured out how to get that negotiated into family time and, and whatnot. But it's, it's those other 23 hours, you know, it's so many of us are carrying that extra five or 10 pounds or just, you know, dragging through the day. Um, so that's really this plan is something that I'm hoping, you know, whether whether people work with me for coaching or not, if you're just a regular person, um, 
you know, going about your business, maybe doing just a bit of exercise, you know, going to yoga classes that you'll be able to augment, you know, and get some reminders here, especially as we get into the new year and past the hectic holiday season to get into some routines that are going to, you know, just sort of domino through the entire year. Yeah. So each day kind of covers a new chunk of different habits. So, you know, one is sleep, one is about food, one is about motivation, one's about movement, one's about flexibility. Um, each day just has like this kind of cornerstone habit. So it's going to be a fair bit of stuff. So we'll get into this in a minute here, but like the food day is going to be like a pretty hectic cornerstone day of getting set up to then eat well going forward. So, you know, each day has a ton of information and a ton of suggestions. I mean, you might need to come back to some of them a few times to kind of get the whole uh, experience out of it. But I think you know, altogether, if you do this for seven days, it does sort of give you at least a blueprint for what a really healthy lifestyle on the day to day looks like. Well, and if it's, you know, again, and we're looking at, you know, maybe it's this week, you know, is that thing, you know, you get the reminder every day to, to do something, you know, did you do your journal or did you do your morning yoga, you know, and you find maybe you hate yoga, but you really like journaling and that pantry, you know, just sort of clean out or, you know, sort of reminder of what a healthy plate might look like. You know, so now you're eating more vegetables for the entire year and maybe you're doing a bit of journaling reflection, you know, through the year, you know, and sort of the the domino effects of that over the course of a, a year or two years, right? That can be huge. It's Yeah. And those are often the hardest resolutions to keep, I think. They're not sexy, right? It's not like I'm going to, you know, PR on my 5K. It's I'm going to eat a little bit healthier. It's, you know, it's not... For some reason, I thought you meant like public relations on your 5K. I'm like, like yeah, I'm gonna do like, really good public relations on my 5K. Well, I, I mean, I guess if you're doing it for charity, <laughs> I guess or just bragging on it. But yeah, I, and I mean, I guess that gets to the heart of the thing too, right? Like a lot of this stuff isn't necessarily things that you're gonna, you know, be social media and you don't even have to tell your friends about it, right? But it's, you know, something where you're gonna wake up and you know maybe have your glass of water and do 10 minutes of sort of yoga in the morning just to get, you know, I guess centered so to speak, but start the day off you know, with a bit of movement and, you know, get that water into you, get sort of the system moving. Um, and again, what's the domino effect of that on your day, on your mood? Um, and then, you know, your training too, ultimately, a lot of us, that is an important part. And so we're not downplaying the importance of that, you know, if it's cycling or running or, you know, ultimate Frisbee or whatever you're into, but how do we start the day and support that with that, those lifestyle habits? Yeah, absolutely. So I'll talk about the uh, the yoga one for a minute here because that's sort of my my baby, I guess. Uh, as you know, some of you know, I do the the morning yoga every single morning, and actually, I've passed three years where I've done at least ten to fifteen minutes of yoga and core work every morning, which is huge. I mean, that's a lot of that's a lot of hours that add up. That's Mm -hmm. close to 200 hours of yoga in the past three years just in the morning not even counting when I do full classes yeah and I mean I my version is more of a, a strength my anywhere core is sort of my my branded on that but uh I I have similarly I don't always do it but I, I generally especially if we're traveling I'll do sort of that 10-15 minutes of, of sort of strength and that might be body weight there might be a dumbbell or chin-up bar or the ab roller I'm so fond of but again that's about you know that's 70 minutes potentially plus a week of of core strength you know there's some mobility there's a bit of yoga ish things in that um but the you know the additive effects of those 70 minutes are are pretty huge 
Yeah. So what I did for this, you know, this plan is I have a whole one day that's all about the adding the little bit of yoga to your morning and I, you know, explain a bunch in depth why I wanted to do it and why it's good, but then I also actually did a video for you guys, so it's just five minutes. I didn't want to terrify anyone with like 15 minutes because I know it's really hard to commit to that much time in the morning. So I did a really simple, super quick yoga routine. It's five minutes. It does not feel like yoga. It's much more stretching and, you know, just a pretty simple way to literally roll out of bed and do this. And I swear you will feel so much better. It's pretty much like drinking your first cup of coffee without actually drinking any coffee. Because you get some blood flowing, you, you know, move around. And I think the big thing is just that you started the day with a really healthy habit instead of kind of going like, you know, still kind of cross-eyed to your coffee pot and hitting like the double espresso. Well, or right into email or anything exactly. like that. Exactly. Right? And- so it sort of sets you up to have better habits than throughout the day. I know for me, if I skip it, it tends to be, and it's happened maybe five times in three years, those tend to be the worst days for me, mm-hmm. where like that's where the donut comes out for breakfast or the pastry, and it just kind of cascades into a downhill effect of Yeah, and it's interesting. Like, I mean, we always used to do, in my, my full-on elite training for cycling, we used to often do morning spins. And that often would give you sort of an indication of how you feel. But honestly, I think this, like the, the core, I think you get it with the yoga too. Um, but you get a good indication of sort of how you're feeling. You know, maybe your balance is off or, you know, I often, you know, I know how many push-ups I can usually do. But like you'll see, like we did a more full-on strength routine yesterday. And I've had a good week of training here now. And definitely this morning, it's, I was like, whew. I am fatigued, like, you know, and, and we have all these indications. We do AR, HRV uh, for training each morning still, um, you know, and I have my, my TSS from all my power data on my bike and stuff. So, I mean, there's all these indicators, but it's funny, you know, waking up and just doing a bit of movement. I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to take care of myself today, you know, maybe try and schedule in, you know, you know, another little yoga session or something, you know, rolling around on some mobility balls, maybe an easy walk, you know, and maybe, you know, reassess sort of how the week structured as far as intervals and stuff, right? And I think, again, as far as snowballing, I'll change my analogy from dominoes to snowballs. Um, it is the season for that, yes. You know, then you're, you're setting yourself up for success because then rather than trying to, like, drill myself with intervals today, you know, maybe today's going to be an easier sort of spin and sort of recovery day, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, that's that's just one of the seven days that you come with this plan, which- yeah, and I mean, it, it's a lot of text if you want to read too, but it's also, the, you know, there's in bold, sort of the actionable, you know, today you're going to get a piece of paper and write it a journal or write it on your phone. That's, you know, sort of main action step, right? Or, or try 10 minutes of yoga, here's a link, or just do, you know, yoga if you know yoga. The video is right there in it. My, I've had a few of my test group uh, beta test it and they've enjoyed it. Um, I've really, I really enjoyed making it as it turns out. So I think we can expect that I'll be doing a bit more of that for this show, especially as uh, my yoga teacher training progresses, which I'm very excited about. Um, so one of the other kind of big things we talk about on the first day of the plan is this idea of weighing in, which is absolutely terrifying for a lot of people after the holidays. But it's weird because so many resolutions are to lose weight, but then so many people are terrified of like, 
figuring out what they need to lose. Yeah, I mean, it's it's funny. It's definitely, there's a lot at the gym uh, that'll often be something that we do. And, you know, periodically the gym on whole tries to do like, a, you know, everyone weighs in, everyone does some measurements and stuff. And there's, yeah, there's a lot of, you know, people are scared of that. But I'm not going to lie. I go to the doctor and I actually turn around on the scale and they don't tell me. Which is fine. I mean, that's, I often will have clients do that. Like I sort of want the data because I want to see how we're doing, but you know, they, they often will know how they're doing too. But the reality is with any goal, whether that's a cycling, you know, everyone wants to increase their 20 minute power or your 5k run or the number of pull-ups you can do. You know, I think all those performance metrics are important to have and we should have those, you know, that's sort of why the body weight is important that, you know, feeling good and stuff like that, looking good, you know, if that's important. Um, But we need to be able to measure something. So usually what I'll do is like the weight is one thing, but there's also sort of that everyone knows whether those pair of pants fit. So that waist to hip. So that's sort of measuring around your belly button and then measuring around the widest part of your butt. Um, is that waist to hip ratio and you know a it's really indicated as far as health you know that abdominal fat we have sort of that gut you know how much you have there is you know that's really correlated more so than any other part of our body that sort of area our gut that abdominal fat around sort of our organs and stuff is the you know that's the area that's really associated with disease and mortality so the reason you always see that waist to hip or at least um, the waist measurement is because of the, the health indicators, right? And so it's quite inexpensive and quite easy to take that measure. You can do it and never tell anyone. But you can also see pretty quick progress there, sometimes independent or at a different rate than body weight um, or some other measures, right? So you might be notice that next week that waist measurement comes down. So. It's a really easy thing to do. You just need a soft tape measure. You know, in absence of that, you could use a piece of string and just sort of mark the string. Mm -hmm. Um, And and the clients who really are resistant, they always have that pair of pants that's a size or two down that they want to fit into. And that's, that's, you know, that can become the goal. But I, I think it's as far as easy measures to take and things that most people, most adults, you know, there's that pair of pants, there's that goal to lose five to 10 pounds and measuring it, not every day, but measuring it is important. Yeah. I actually want to touch on uh, any of like the crazier scams. Cause I know I've had a bunch of emails from people instead of asking about like the best way to weigh in. And it's always like, should I get a DEXA scan? Should I do the bod pot or anything like that? And I actually really hate that because I think it's sort of it just makes people put it off, right? Like, oh, I'm not going to actually use the tape measure because I'm waiting to get my DEXA scan. Like, well, I think the reality is we think that technology is always going to be better. And sometimes it does make things easier. You know, I have lots of like having my, my cycling files uploaded automatically to the cloud and into training peaks and into everything like that's handy. Peter also put a smart scale on our wedding registry, which was kind of Well, I was, I was going there. And so the, <laughs> the problem though with technology is like it often takes up time and provides a barrier so if you just have to you know there's a soft tape measure once a month you just need to wrap that around your your belly and and melt measure it right down the number um and and that's just going to show you do you need to adjust things right so often we, we just go along pretending we're doing a diet maybe we drop out of the diet or whatever but you know if you make some small i'm going to try yoga for a month at the beginning of the month i'm going to measure you know this this belly measurement we'll call it the waist to hip 
and then see like what is the effect of just that yoga or you know you're gonna pull the dairy out of your you're not gonna have milk in your coffee every morning and you're gonna do this yoga or strength every morning right small changes it's not it's 10 minutes total plus you don't need to buy milk anymore to put in your coffee you're saving money and you're doing yoga you know, see, does that change that measurement? If not, okay, well then can we increase or decrease something in the next month, right? It's just an experiment. And that's why the challenge thing. So thing is it's just for a week, just for a month. And it's small because you can't change everything. If you change everything, it often isn't sustainable, right? So back to technology, if you are reliant on a smart scale or something like this, you know, you're going to be away traveling or the batteries are going to be down. The Wi-Fi is going to be down. Like the stuff never connects. It's the most, like it's, I love power meters and all this technology, but I spend so much time troubleshooting stuff for people. Whereas a soft tape measure you can buy anywhere in the world. Like, and again, your pair of pants that doesn't fit in the closet is also, you know, potentially a surrogate for that. I'm not traveling with my tiny pants. Well, so so there's that. So I think, yeah, versus DEXA and stuff. DEXA, it's, you can make some great information on that stuff. I do, you know, I do like the body fat scale and stuff, but like none of that stuff is, is 100%. There's a lot of sources of error in it. I'd also say that most people really don't need to get that in depth. We don't really need to know if we have, you know, 27.6 body fat versus well, it depends what your goals are, right? Like, and I, I'm sure we could have some really smart people come on and tell us about DEXA and the different kinds of ways to measure your body fat, your body composition, um, and reasons for that. But the reality is, like, again, that, that waist measurement's very correlated with uh, your body fat percentage um, and then also indicators of health. Um, and again, if you combine that with a waist, a hip, you know, your choice, you could do a thigh or something too, but then also with a weight, but then also with, you know, your 5k running time mm -hmm. also with how many pull-ups can you do, you know, quick, pretty quickly, you're starting to see progress. And if you can see progress and, you know, again, if you can do more pull-ups, I guarantee you, you're getting fitter and probably getting leaner. Mm -hmm. Right. So that performance, that output, you know, it's not always, you know, in cycling, we have power to weight and everyone's so concerned with weight, but the reality is that power is pretty important. And the more you increase that, generally, this is what Dean Golich even said when he was on. If you look back in the podcast, that's a really great episode. Dean's one of the best coaches out there, works a lot with females especially. And his answer about body, like body composition was he just keeps making the wattage higher. Mm -hmm. So if you focus on that, there a lot of lifestyle stuff has to line up and a lot of hard work on the bike. But that work capacity starts taking care of things for sure. So it's important to remember that, you know we can go pretty old school and a lot of that stuff works really well. Yeah. So yeah, we talk a bunch about, again, weight within the plan. Um, and a lot of this stuff, you know, as you're listening, if you've, you know, read a few New Year's resolution articles recently, or, you know, you've been being coached for a while, or, you know, you've read books on nutrition or anything like that, some of it's going to seem really simple. But I actually wrote an article for Outside a few months ago called The, the Rise of Duh Science, or... Okay, I titled it that. I think they changed the title. Uh, we'll put that in the show notes. But in it, I talk a bunch about the fact that like all of this stuff is kind of coming back in vogue, I guess. Um, these sort of unsexy things like sleeping more and eating more vegetables and, you know, training reasonably. All of that's kind of coming back around because people have realized like, oh, right, this is actually going to move the needle for a long time, not just move the needle for the month. Um, so while it seems really simple and you might be thinking right now, like, oh, I already know all this stuff. I know I should do yoga in the morning. 
sometimes getting that email every morning uh, is going to actually help you get to that habit and actually making it a habit, not just a thing that you know you should do. So yes, you're probably smart enough to know that you need to move more and that you should probably get rid of the junk food that's sitting in your pantry waiting to be eaten on a bad day. Uh, but have you gotten rid of it and have you started doing movement in the morning? Yeah, I mean, the pantry clean-out, it, it's akin in my mind to, like, the before-after photos, which are mm -hmm. also good, but, like, you know, it's very hard to do it, right? There's usually something, you know, the kids want to eat it or whatever, and, you know, the reality is that... Should your kids be eating it? Well, yeah, exactly, right? And, you know, if you're healthier, is that going to be better for your kids' health and, you know, everything else? It's It's hard, I mean... It's a tough challenge for sure, right? Some people have had success, you know, there's just the kids cupboard and, you know, in their mind they've decided the kids cupboard is not their cupboard. And, you know, there's a lot of moms that I work with that it's just that's not their cupboard, that they don't open that cupboard, right? And Dads could probably take a note from that, actually. Well, often, you know, strength, <laughs> strength in numbers, but uh, yeah. So what you, you wrote an article about one, one word resolutions. Oh yeah, so that's been my thing for the past two years. I really like the idea of instead of having a huge list of all of these sort of smaller resolutions or you know, the really ridiculous, like I'm gonna lose 20 pounds this month kind of resolutions, I like just one word because it lets you kind of keep coming back to it. Well, it's sort of like a mission statement. I'm trying to think exactly. there's actually a word I think in business for that too, but. Yeah, so last year mine was collected because what I wanted to do is spend the entire year feeling like I was on top of stuff, like, you know, meeting deadlines. And when, you know, Tom, the mechanic at Aspire, asked if I had a snack, like, in my bag, I would have a granola bar for him. I would have, you know, the hand lotion in my bag when someone had dry hands at a race. Yeah, and so that within that phrase, then there's certain actions and habits and ways that you're acting, right? Exactly. So things like uh, built preparation into that and exactly. planning. So yeah, instead of having all these resolutions, I had to keep coming back to you to like tick off. I just had this one big word. So for me, it was you know just remembering collected, collected, collected. Uh, this year, you know, mine is community, but if you know, if this kind of thing is something interesting, I would say like healthier would be a great one because again, well, that seems big though. Is there a better word we could pull out than healthier? Like I know what, what do you have? Our, our, I mean, our friend Jody used the word move and his, they're, they're doing a, a bigger move in their life. They're moving for a year, but they're also wanting to move more. I don't know. I stand by healthier because that kind of crosses the board, right? Healthier could mean getting, you know, a little bit better sleep tonight. Healthier could be doing a little bit of yoga in the morning. Healthier could be choosing the sure. salad with so, chicken. So could someone, so someone, you usually do this, you have it on a whiteboard or something, and then I'm looking at your laptop and you have other phrases on there. We don't need to share all your sexy phrases here, but uh, we can leave people's imagination, but... Ouch. Yeah, it actually isn't sexy they're, at all. They're not but, sexy at all. Um, we can leave it to their imagination. Um, but you could put this on your laptop or on your mirror. Um, yeah, I've always had a whiteboard where I have the big one word, and then around it I have sort of some of the words I've associated with it or goals I've associated with it. Right. Uh, so for me, actually, I, if you look on the outdooredit.com, I just did one on community and, you know, the seven ways that I'm working that into my year kind of across the board. So I do it you know, through my work, through my regular life, and then through my fitness as well. So figuring out how, you know, that one word can go for 
everything within your life. Right, right. So it's more of a lifestyle. And now we encourage, there's like a, a journaling practice, which hopefully doesn't turn anyone off. That could be anything. I mean, that could be training peaks logs if you're into using training peaks. Um, it could be, you know, an Evernote on your phone. It could be notes on your phone. It could be, you know, you're leaving yourself voice messages. But I think that reflection, but I think that's something that I've used as far as keywords and stuff is, you know, when I do my journals, I usually will write out a couple of those keywords. Um, to start my journal and, and sometimes I'll reflect like how I did on a certain you know aspect of that so if it was healthy you might write healthy at the top of your journal each day and then okay today I did this and that was healthy you know or, or maybe a challenge you had around being healthy on that particular day right you were maybe out you know and it was at a junk food place but you you know figured out a, a salad with meat sort of option or something mm -hmm. right yeah and that sort of leads me to uh, my most annoying moment of 2018 so far, which I realize is only a day and a half young. Uh, but I got an email, or I guess we both got an email today because we're subscribed to the Iron Man newsletter. I unsubscribed. You unsubscribed. I don't wanna, yeah. That's right. You did it like the day after we finished. Uh, anyway, the title for this one was, um, you know, for your 2018 resolution, start with the gear. And I really wanted to bring that up in today's episode because it made me so freaking annoyed well and that's funny because you are sort of that there's a, sort of two people right <laughs> and we're often on either side of when you say there's two people we're often on opposites but i'm definitely the like i will just use all of my cycling gear to do every single sport until which time i've like blistered my feet and you know I, i'm super cold yeah those long runs in your mountain bike shoes seemed really excessive yeah exactly and then there's the people <laughs> that like need they won't do something unless they have like the ideal pro setup and they spend all their time and money doing that and forget that they actually were supposed to do this, you know, 5K run. I'd like to point out that Peter had a triathlon bike for Iron Man and I did not. Just just putting out But there. it was not the peak one and I didn't spend a lot of time setting it up. But <laughs> Fair enough. Anyway, uh, I just kind of wanted to point that out because, you know, with our plan and stuff, I kept that really closely in mind and didn't want to make it where it was like, oh, here's the 18 things that I think you should buy to be healthier this year. I think pretty much the most you're going to end up needing to get throughout our plan is maybe a sleep mask if you find that that's going to be helpful if you're like waking up in a bright room every single morning. Right. And maybe you'll need to get a couple of groceries after you do a pantry clean out, but that would be your weekly grocery shop anyway. So I just wanted to kind of point that out because I know especially for the consummate athlete who likes all the different sports and stuff, it's really tempting at, at the new year and when we're kicking off resolutions to have a giant shopping list of crap that we need to really get going on our resolutions. But I promise you, you absolutely do not. So that's it for this episode. Happy 2018. And again, if you want to sign up for the seven-day Smart Athlete Healthy Living Kickstart, uh, you can do that over at consummateathlete.com. The information's all right on the homepage. It's just a click through, subscribe, and boom, you're going to get seven days of really awesome advice for how to make 2018 your healthiest year ever. And as always, if you want to subscribe to the podcast, that's super helpful. You can also leave a review in the iTunes app, the podcast app. Uh, and then also, if you have any suggestions for future guests, if you think you're a future guest or just want to, you know, a certain topic, certain sport, you can do that. There's a, a form uh, sort of to email us from the website or you can just tweet or Instagram at us as well. Yep. And we'll have all of this, of course, in the show notes. You can check that out over on iTunes. 
And again, thank you so much for listening for however long you've been listening. And we're very excited heading into this year. Take care, guys. See you next week. Hey guys, before you go, we just wanted to have one quick word from our sponsor, Health IQ. Health IQ is a life insurance company that helps the consummate athlete like you save money on your life insurance. To find out more, you can check out healthiq.com slash CAPOD. That's C-A-P-O-D for all the details and to take a free quiz. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Consummate Athlete Podcast. To check out all of the show notes for this show, go to consummateathlete.com. And to follow along with our various adventures on the social medias, you can check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash consummateathlete or follow me, Molly Herford, at Molly J. Herford on Twitter and Instagram. And I'm at Peter Glassford on Twitter and Instagram. And if you could do us a huge favor and rate and review the podcast over on iTunes, that helps us bring on more guests, you know, get more episodes out and do more cool stuff. So we would be forever grateful. And if you're looking for coaching for endurance sport or just for health and wellness, uh, you can check out smartathlete.ca. And for amazing outdoor content, you can check out theoutdooredit.com. Aw, honey. And that's theoutdooredit.com for Molly Herford's writing and all things outdoors. All right. Thank you so much for listening, guys, and we'll see you next time.